Welcome to the town of Oak Ridge, Tennessee, a town that goes by many names. The Secret City, the Atomic City, the City Behind a Fence. Nestled in a bowl in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, at first glance, there's not much to this sleepy little town. It was originally built up and designed to be a part of the Manhattan Project, meaning that it was home to some truly brilliant minds. They studied new ways to enrich uranium, and when World War II was over, they moved on to other scientific feats. Years later, the city is no longer the bustling beacon of science it was, but have no doubt that work is still being done there. Some of the studies created what some might call anomalies, and those were studied as well, and so on and so forth. Of course, no one officially knows what those studies are. Unofficially, though, rumors abound. Everything from time travel, to teleportation, perpetual energy, immortality, aliens? But no one knows for sure. It's summer during what has been an otherwise unremarkable year as far as anyone is concerned. Most of the kids have headed to Knoxville for the shopping or to the municipal pool to beat the heat. There are persistent rumors of strange things stalking the lab, but no one thinks much of that because that's not out of the ordinary. That is, until something attacks a woman in the parking lot one night. No real harm was done, but the threat of something unknown is undeniable. Yet, no word came from the lab about the incident. Nothing but rumors. Dr. Benjamin Whaley, an important figure in the community, has offered a reward to anyone who could find and deal with the creature before anyone gets hurt. An odd group of friends decided to respond to the ad, each with their own reasons. The camera focuses on them as they settle around a table to discuss how they want to approach this. Where do we all meet up? Do we just meet at the Waffle House? for the people, or, or what are, where are we meeting up at? Well, since the person that works at the Waffle House is not currently here, let's just say y'all meet at another little hole-in-the-wall place that's not going to be super busy. There is this tiny little hole-in-the-wall Chinese place called the Magic Walk. No one ever calls it that. Everyone calls it Miss Betty's. They've got, like, four things on the menu. It's this tiny trailer that was attached to a building, and then they tore the building down, but the trailer's still there. Oh, I love it. Mm-hmm. And most people just go there for the cashew chicken. You guys all meet there, and Roz, you can just text Darren with updates on what's going on, because he's at work until a certain time. I, maybe he's covering someone for someone who has to come in late, because retail hours are dumb. So as we are starting the mystery, I have a move off of the Flake playbook called Connect the Dots. Okay. At the beginning of each mystery, if you look for the wider patterns that current events might be a part of, you roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, you hold three, and on a seven to nine, you hold one. You spend your hold during the mystery to ask the keeper one of the following questions. So I roll now, and then I will have these questions I can ask throughout the mystery. Okay, let's see what you get. Yeah. Okay, I got an eight, which means I'll have one question that I can ask you throughout the mystery. Okay. Well, keep that in mind. So you have all gotten your food and you're huddled into the one of the tiny little booths. Miss Betty's just off doing her own thing, not paying a whole lot of attention to you guys. And it's time for y'all to discuss what you know so far. 
or it's like how you're going to go about learning the full picture of what's going on and what people might already know and suspect. Do we know the name of the woman that was attacked? Hang on, I forgot to pull up fantasy name generator. Doesn't even have to be fantasy, it could be just like Betty Lou McGuffin. I was going to say, yeah, the, the fantasy land of Georgia. Mary Sue. Brooke Fletcher. She was leaving late and there was a security guard named Damien Carson who saw, well, he didn't really see anything. He saw it running off, but Brooke would have been the one who saw the most. You needed to have contacted Dr. Whaley at some point. I'll let you decide how you go about contacting Dr. Whaley. He's retired. He's a retired older gentleman who lives in one of the nicer neighborhoods in Oak Ridge. Okay, so we need to go talk to this Brooke lady. I mean, okay, yeah, I I realize we gotta go talk to Dr. Whaley at some point, but, like, Brooke saw the alien, and so we need a description so that I can pull up my book and find out what kind of alien it was, and then we'll know how to defeat it. Oh, I I always wanted to ask, what does your book say about me? Oh, I mean, you don't quite fit into... I'm still trying to pin it down because... Oh, okay. You fall into a couple, and because you won't tell me. It's the hair, I know. It's the hair. Not all of them have your hair. It's just like this luscious mane. But then you kind of fall into the other category with the eye color. And I just, I'm convinced that you're messing with me with like a super suit. Oh, a super suit. (laughs) Did I not tell you about the, oh. I did tell you all, all aliens really love goth fashion, so that, that, that explains why my super suit looks the way it does. Exactly, exactly. So I wrote that down because that didn't actually fit in with any of the known alien races that we've encountered so far that nobody wants to talk about. Uh-huh. So I will figure it out because I know that you're, you, you're testing me. It's a puzzle. You want me to unlock the puzzle? Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I have one question about this book. Does it include the platypus? Because that's an animal that makes no sense. (laughs) It does now, because I'll be honest, this book was invented 30 seconds ago. (laughs) (laughs) As most good things are. Yeah, it includes the platypus, because the platypus also lays eggs. Like, why does it... What the fuck? But the baby ones are so cute. Mm. Okay, anyways, don't get me on platypuses. (laughs) So yeah, that's my opinion. Okay. So I, I guess a good thing to do would be to go check on Brooke. Do you know where she's staying? Like, is she back home? Is she in the hospital? Like, is she back? How does that work? Y'all currently know nothing. Because I imagine, like, you saw a post on Facebook about it. Oh, okay. I imagine someone would have, like, put something on Facebook about it say, hey, meet me here if you want to talk about it. Let's fix this. So who would have done that? I would. Uh, ability called friends on the force in which I can get any like I can get a, a person on the police force to give me information okay I feel like Hawk would have already talked to this guy and would already have like a printout of whatever the police report was like of the official report of what this lady saw feel like there is a role tied to that seems like it but you could just give it to me where's the fun in that <laughs> I will give it to him I'm charm, man. I got charm plus two. Roll plus cool because it's act under pressure to see what, what you would have gotten. Plus cool, huh? All right. Boom, ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. 
And that is going to be a failure. As a five. So I get a marked experience. Yay. You tried, but the dude's like, no. Why do you want to know this? I'm not going to give you this information so you can go mess with this part. Like, no. All right, all right. Damn. You might have accidentally contacted someone who just realized that you screwed them a little on a deal, so they're not particularly happy with you right now. Yeah. One of the tools you sold them shattered. Oh, no. To the surprise of no one, the police were not helpful in the slightest. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, right? (laughs) Oh, crazy. It's because they they covered up. Also, like, we've established people at the lab are paranoid, so... Hmm... Would it be beneficial to talk to Dr. Whaley? Perhaps he can give us information, a way to contact the poor woman who got attacked. Yeah, sure. Let's let's go bother him. Yes, y'all finish your food and... Do any of you actually have a car? Not one that's part of my moves, but I want to believe Bart would have one of those, like, spray-painted, there's, like, a dragon on it kind of vans, like those big ones. Nice. <laughs> I feel like moves pertain to fancy cars. It's modern day. You either yeah. like have a car or a bike. Yeah. So yeah, the, the Bart has spray art on the side, like big old dragon on the the van and stuff. And the whole time on the way from the Waffle House to the car, he's just complaining about how the All Star Special is like fifteen cents more now, and how that's bullshit. It's the economy, man. They took down the building, so she has to pay more for utilities. Oh, no, I, I I forgot we were at the Chinese place. I thought we were at the Waffle House. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we're at the Chinese place. Oh, okay. Then the cashew chicken is perfect, and I have no complaints. <laughs> oh, it always is. The Waffle House, I have beef. Do you have beef, or do you have sausage? I... Oh. <laughs> oh, I, man. Sorry, that was the stupidest thing I'm going to say all night. That was beautiful. Never apologize. <laughs> Okay, as we're leaving, I have gathered all the fortune cookies that I can, and I am opening my fortune cookie. Do you do this every time you go there? Maybe. (laughs) You definitely miss it during the meal when she took out a smaller bowl with less fortune cookies in it and hit the bigger bowl under the table. Maybe. (laughs) Uh. And it's a little paper bowl, so you just can take the whole bowl and it's fine. Guys, why are these fortune cookies always so weird? This one says, instead of worrying or agonizing, move ahead constructively. Like, no. What? What? what I don't. I don't quite. Out of character, I pulled up a fortune cookie generator. Okay. In character, Bart's really confused. Like, I don't. I don't get the issue with the fortune. Co- like, that sounds like a pretty cut and dry. Like, you know, do your best. Yeah, but, okay, I guess. I mean, yeah, I get the constructively part, but I should be allowed to worry a little bit. Uh, Okay. It's a weird town. Just like mile yard stare forwards, like, I don't, (laughs) like, I don't know. I suppose it depends on if you're worrying about things you can or can't change. Oh, that is valid. That is super, super valid. I, okay, now I understand my fortune cookie. And I pull out a little baggie that's got all my fortunes, and I stick it back in my pocket. So y'all just load up into the discount mystery machine? 
Hawk drives his truck and follows. He's got a big old long bed pickup truck, and he's just gonna just gonna follow along. Because Hawk is on the outside seeing Bart drive, Hawk can immediately tell Bart is a horrible driver. <laughs> like it's, it's not even like it, it's rough. Like he, oh no, clearly like he got his license on a technicality. Like it's not a good, it's not good driving. The driving test in Oak Ridge is literally drive around the block, and as long as you stop at the train tracks, you're fine. You make a right and a right and another right. Yeah. There's a left in there somewhere. So just bad driving all the way down. Cool. Pretty much. What conspiracy theories are you sharing, Roz, in the car on the way to the house? Okay. So I probably am talking about my favorite just because I'm trying to like, it gets a little quiet and you all have probably heard this story already. So I'm talking about my favorite, which is the ghost rockets over Sweden. So like, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make, they were, they were flying and then they disappeared and the Swedish air force saw it. But then why did the, why did the United States air force come in and be like, no, you didn't see anything. Here's an old Jedi mind trick on him. And so like, they were like incorporeal and they were just flying through the air but you didn't i don't understand i mean they saw them all over the scandinavian countries you ever think about how the jedi mind trick is like gaslighting but with magic it is which is why i'm not a fan of it and that's also why i i'm pretty sure that the u.s air force uses it gaslighting or jedi both okay I'll have to keep that in mind in case I run into an Air Force agent. <laughs> I mean, most of them are good people. I never really liked those movies at all, you know? Full of inaccuracies. That <laughs> <laughs> was a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> that came out of my mouth before I thought about it. <laughs> Bart just like loses it and is like, do you think, do you think Star Wars is a documentary? <laughs> I mean, to start with, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away where there's a butt-ton of humans and somehow they're, like, in control of everything, so that that's not right. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, disembodied voice. <laughs> oh, man. I don't even know what to say. I just... New avenues have been opened for my, my small brain. You think about it. <sighs> Unfortunately... Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why you're bad at driving, is you're trying to not just bust out laughing. <laughs> oh yeah, I almost brake checked a hawk when <laughs> when I went like, do you think Star Wars is a documentary? <laughs> All the junk in the back of Hawk's truck like shifts from the back of the bed toward the front. And just like, <laughs> <laughs> he just like holds out a hand like, I'm so sorry. Okay, but also, Star Trek is not a documentary. Hawk, roll the act under pressure to see if you accidentally... Oh. Man, I should have taken the driver ability. Well, act under pressure, hey, I got an eight. You don't accidentally get into a fender bender. You get close, and there's a lot of... Jingle, jingle, jangle of your stuff shifting around in your trunk, but you do not accidentally rear in the van. I'm changing dice. <laughs> <laughs> See, now y'all know why I got 20 D6s out. I changed mm. them up. 
I just have the one because I don't trust any of my other dice sets. Uh, They've tried to kill me far too many times. And they're very nice to players, so gotta keep it interesting somehow. There we go. It's a bit of a drive. You have to use a GPS. GPSs work pretty well here because there's nothing new about any of the roads. So you don't have to worry about it being up to date. It takes some time, but you do eventually pull up to the very nice house belonging to Dr. Whaley. And you park and walk right up, then here's the one that's going to knock. I'm pretty sure it's Roz. <laughs> Roz is overly eager about a lot of things. Are you sprinting to the door? I mean, no, because I don't know if I mentioned yet, I'm four foot nine. <laughs> so my legs only go so fast. So I'm like at a brisk pace, but my legs only go so far. But I'm with my messenger bag, just like confidently walking up. And then I'm just like, and then I turn around and realize that I've gotten up here faster than everybody else. I'm like, whoop, chin. They're like a couple of steps behind you because everyone else has longer legs than you do. <laughs> All right, so there's a couple of minutes and the door opens. You see this well-dressed older gentleman. He gives y'all just this really weird look. He says, can I help you? What's his full name again? You just know uh, Dr. Whaley. I mean, how long has he been in town? He's been in town for a while. Yeah, you probably know him, are familiar with him, Dr. Benjamin Whaley. He worked, I don't know, he, he didn't work at the lab. He actually worked at the, there's the, at this medical center, the hospital in town. He worked there for a while. But, you know, you're pretty sure, like, someone he's related to works in the lab. Okay. So when he answers the door, Hawk's just going to look at him and nod real friendly and go, Ben? Oh, Hawk, what are you doing here? With, I don't know any of you. Hawk looks around and he says, I reckon we got some questions we wanted to ask you about uh, that thing that happened to Brooke Fletcher the other night. We thought you might have some information for us. Oh, yeah, I don't know much about that myself, my granddaughter told me about that and some of the other things, and it's getting far, far too dangerous for my taste. I figured something needs to be done about it, but there's not a lot I can tell you. I did talk to Lily, and she said she can help you get visitors' passes into the lab to talk about it, to ask questions there, because I believe she said Brooke is going to be there today. Hawk looks back at the rest of the group and says, well, y'all got any questions? I think that at the thought of getting visitor passes into the lab, that, like, in an animated cartoon, Roz's jaw just thunk hits the ground. <laughs> it's a very special day for Roz. So we're getting guest passes, and Brooke is going to be in the lab right now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the bar just shrugs and goes, I've never been. My dad worked there for a while. Haven't seen him in a while either. Maybe I'll see him there. <laughs> you live in the same town. Haven't seen him in a while. That's... It happens. You're not probably up there and might work on site now. No one knows. Yeah, I mean, this 
Bart's like 26, so it's more like a formality to visit his dad, but it's like he doesn't really see him as much as he did in high school anyway. Back when you lived with him. Yeah. Does anyone else have any other questions for things? Who is Lily? Lily, she's my granddaughter. She works there. Where are we going to meet Lily at? Unfortunately, she's going to be busy, but I'll, I can let her know you're coming, and she'll be able to arrange things so someone will be there to meet you and take you to Brooke and whatever else you need, within reason, of course. There are some bread tape things she can't get you past, but she is also very interested in seeing this dealt with. Okay. All right. We just go into like a particular gate entrance on the site at the lab, and then we're just going to get led from there. Yeah, he'll give you that information. Person running the game is not as familiar with the layout of the lab, mm. so like he'll tell he'll tell you where to go. In Jackson, there are multiple security gates. There's the first layer of security where the roads can take you just about anywhere. Then there's a second layer if you travel down a, a couple of those roads that takes you to a place where only a few people can go around. And then one or two of those roads takes you to a deeper, high-security area where only a few people can go. So, like, in a place like that, it does make sense that we would have to meet in that outer first layer. Yeah, the visitor's entrance. And you might be taken into, like, slightly higher security, but there'll be someone with you, and then they'll bring the people to you to talk or something. Right on. Well, Hawk's going to drive separate again. He just wants to stay in his truck. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't want to just leave your truck random places when you don't know when you're going to be going back there. You never know. You don't know when someone's going to try and steal something at the back of your truck. It's true. And there's like lawnmower motors and stuff back there. There's all kinds of weird stuff at the back of your trunk. Mm-hmm. Truck. Is there a free passenger seat? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, then Annabelle's going to go with Hawk this time. Right on. I imagine Bart sighs heavily. Yeah, no, <laughs> Bart's just like a deep sigh, and he's trying to think of like the, the the topic that would lead to the least amount of like. So, what kind of alien are you? So Bart just goes. So, if you think Star Wars is a documentary, what do you think of National Treasure? And just starts driving. Oh, Bart, Bart, that's that's just a movie. Oh, right. The National Treasure is just a movie. You should have gone with Star Trek. Oh no, I already said Star Trek is not a documentary. Star Wars is. I mean, we do love, Mm -hmm. we do love our Nick Cage. Nick Cage, on the other hand, Mm -hmm. definitely an alien. Oh, okay. I I just thought he was an asshole, but if he's an alien, that that tracks. Okay, some alien species, they have multiple assholes. But he kind of falls more into... No, I didn't mean literally, please. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay, never mind, uh, I won't show you that picture then. Bart's <laughs> <laughs> eyes are just like wide in fear. And he's also driving, maybe not the best time to show him pictures. Yeah, he's just like, no, 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 no. Because she's now right next to you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Inescapable. Just, oh, just like Nick Cage with three assholes for some reason. <laughs> Horrible. Yes. The worst. Yeah, Nick Cage, he kind of falls... I mean, most people suspect that he is a Grecan. That one is not the one with the multiple assholes. Oh. But he he could be another one. I mean, we just haven't gotten close enough to ask him yet. 
and we just fade away from all the theories <laughs> about what kind of alien different celebrities are. Okay. And the camera pans over to Hawk and Annabelle in a much smoother ride, but there's a lot of like rattling and jangling in the back. Right before we got in the truck, it was kind of embarrassing though because the passenger door doesn't open from the outside because it's busted. And so, like, there was this really awkward moment where Annabelle's, like, standing on the other side of the truck, like, waiting to get in, and Hawk's moving three weeks' worth of mail out of the bench seat, like, reeking it across (laughs) the middle and then, like, opening the door from the inside. And the door swings open, like, real, like, as it's opening. It's It's a real tough opening door. Thank you. And uh, so he waits for her to he waits for her to get the door shut again, and he cranks up the truck. The radio comes on, and it is it is exactly that classic rock station that you know it is, and it is too loud. Oh, sweet Christ! But the Eagles are playing. But he turns it down like way down on, with a knob. It's like that's all the truck is, and he follows the plant. No, this time he gets in front. This time he gets in front. Damn it. <laughs> That's a good idea. Oh no! So I, might, I might as well have like written "wreck me" on the side of the van that Bart drives because that's what I assume is going to happen at some point. I'm going to have both of y'all just roll two d sixes, and whoever gets the highest is the first to get out of the parking lot. <laughs> it's going to be Bart. Mathematically, it is impossible for it to be me. Oh no! Did you roll a two? I got an eight. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, so, um, Bart, you get out first. Hawk tries, but. It's that damn door. It took for long. It took too long. It took too long to open the door. I had my mail in the front seat. Like, when she opened it, soda bottles fell out. It was a mess. There's, like, a couple of, like, the icy cup you get from the Weigels. Yes, yes, absolutely. I can't leave those there. Littering would be bad. And Will has to stop and pick them up and then get it in the, tr- in the truck and you just see his Bart pulls off and you're just in turn like, damn it. Mm-hmm. He definitely clips the curb too. Like he'd like bump onto the curb as he leaves the, the parking lot. Yeah. We get caught up and Hog doesn't know what to say. So Annabelle, you do what you do. I'm just, I'm going to hang out and let you take over. How's he been, Hawk? Hawk's like, doesn't quite know what to say and he looks over and he goes oh, I'm doing okay how are you doing I'm a little worried about this it's not really my area of expertise but little Lucy from the school she was so scared what'd she say she said her daddy was talking about a monster but I mean little kids hear strange things all the time but I want to make sure Hawk looks at her kind of sideways, and he's not convinced that she's maybe got the stomach for what might be coming up. And he says, look, we're about to get out here, and I know more than your average person knows about this place. And things I'm hearing right now about some of the stuff that's going on, it's troubling. And you're liable to see some things, well, hell, you might not be ready for and I just, you're a real nice lady, Annabelle, and I don't know if you, I don't know what any of us are getting ourselves into. I'm not sure what we're getting ourselves into either, but please be assured, I can take care of myself and nothing 
hurts my kids. Hawk grins a little bit and he reaches into the ashtray of his truck and he pulls out a pack of Wrigley's Double Mint Gum and he gets himself a pace and he offers the pack to Annabelle. Thank you. And he just smacks his gum in silence. I hate it. <laughs> it's like one of my pet peeves. Just. And he pops it too, does like that backwards bubble thing. Where it's oh. just like... Yeah. Oh my oh, god, I'm oh, angry for the it. other vehicle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never could figure out how to do that. Do you teach her how to do that? Yeah, I know how to do that. It's awful. <laughs> kind of like you blow a bubble, except you got to do it in, in revert. I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> Quits for 30 seconds, and then he just starts doing it again. He doesn't, he's not, he doesn't try to do it on purpose, but he just definitely starts doing it again. Oh, that's very fun. Back to the other car, Roz. Do you have any other conspiracy theories you want to share? I think I may be oblivious to a lot Mm -hmm. of things, but I probably, there's a threshold that I understand Mm -hmm. that Bart gets to where maybe I just start to sit there and like, um, the sports team did a thing. Oh, um. I don't know what the thing was. I don't really watch sports, I'll be honest with you. Okay, thank God. Oak Ridge High School won the championship. The only thing that matters in Oak Ridge is the football team. That's true. Yeah, no, Bart doesn't watch football. Yeah, a bunch of stuff rattles in the back and just... Music. No, it's... You don't have to make small talk. Like, I know that's what you like to talk about. Okay, good. If you want, I can do a quick reading for you. While we're driving? Yeah, it's really unsafe. I probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> he still, like, he gestures a hand and then, like, kind of reaches around in the back and is, like, very much doing the, like, drive with one hand and, like, reach around for some stuff. <laughs> Takes like, a dusty pack of cards. Yes! It's not even a tarot card deck. It's just a normal pack of cards. He goes, oh, shit. He throws it to the back. <laughs> Wrong one. I guess you'll have to wait. Okay. You excited? My notes I write does not have a hidden extra eye. In the um, hands. There are no eyes in the hands. I hate to spoil that for you, but that might be a note you cross out later. I I mean, of course, I get to get into the lab. I'm very excited to get into the lab. Mm. I mean, I know this is probably going to be dangerous, but, you know, I have the big old knife in my backpack. Yeah, I've seen it. Is it a hunting knife or is it just like a butcher knife from your kitchen? Okay, it's a butcher knife from my kitchen. No. <laughs> okay, look, the gear just says big knife. <laughs> big knife. Just this giant-ass pocket knife you bought off a of pock, maybe? Yeah, I'm sure it's got a little... Mm, what is it called when you put the knife in the thing? Like a little sheath? Yeah. Sheath, that's the word. Yeah. It has a sheath. That's why I got the big old knife. We'll be fine, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah, no. I have everything I need. I toured here when I was younger with my dad when he first got the job. I didn't get into the deeper parts. I just did the visitor center and stuff. It was weird. Give me bad vibes. My grandma never wanted to come down here. She said it felt wrong. Not here, the town. Here, specifically, the the lab. But, no. Uh, bless her heart, she was really nice. My abuela? I don't think you ever met her. Mm, I don't think I did. She doesn't really get out much anymore. She probably liked their cookies, though. Oh, crap! 
And I reach in my bag and I pull out snickerdoodles. And I'm like, forgot that I have these. And I like, oh, start to eat one so we can munch on some snickerdoodles on the way. Yeah, no, he takes a few and it's like, oh, these are good. These are one of my favorites because they're cinnamony. Mm-hmm. No, you can really taste it. I, I agree. I think it's that kind of silly little talk the rest of the way. I'm going to have to do a minor retcon. Mm-hmm. Dr. Whaley would have mentioned give Lily Blythe's name. Oh. Blythe, okay. Because I just realized you wouldn't know what name to drop at the gate to be allowed in. Okay. Yeah, so after some driving and once again, hopefully not missing any turns. Otherwise, there's some backtracking that has to go on to get back to the lab because it's really harder to get around there. You all get there. I'm guessing Bart Park's real crooked. Maybe not quite taking up two spots, but like almost. No, Bart would never take up two spots purposefully. It would definitely be like way too close to one side to make it inconvenient for you to open the door if you park next to Bart. (laughs) Gotta protect the van. Um, Hawk parks three spots down, perfectly <laughs> in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so y'all get out, walk into the visitor center entrance, the guest entrance. Mm-hmm. Who is going to take charge of this part of the conversation? Doug does not like being in charge of a party or in charge oh. of the action. <laughs> okay. But... <laughs> Hawk is the one that makes the most sense to like do the talking here because he knows everybody in town and he does a lot of shady shit with a lot of shady people that work out here. So when Doug starts doing this wrong, somebody save me. (laughs) Oh my God, Doug, you'll be fine. I'm going to try to get Hawk to do this right. You're going to be great. I don't know what I'm doing either. Yeah, I was going to say like, Bart's kind of um, not a people person, but can jump in if needed. All right, right on, right on. So they walk up to the visitor's desk, and Hawk sort of leans onto the desk, and he takes his cap off. What's the name of the person behind the desk? Noah Burke. He goes, oh, hey, Noah, how your dad doing? He's doing all right. Still can't get him to lay off the smokes, but only so much we can do about that. Yep, quit 25 years ago. Best thing, I- 26 years ago. Best thing I ever did. Look, I'm, we're supposed to be meeting uh, Lily Blythe here. Doc's kid's friend or something. We're supposed to be meeting her down here. You know anything about that? She's busy on a project right now, but I did just get a note from her. You're here about some the thing her grandfather was trying to pay people to look into with the incident and Yeah, that's right. She's like mm, higher upset to keep it on the down low. But everyone likes Brooks, so hang on, let me... And he taps at the computer and gets up. Here's some visitor passes for y'all. I imagine it's kind of like a high desk, so I kind of picture he sets three on the counter and then says, oh, do we need a child's with... Oh! Hi, Rosalind Stallard. Hello. How's it go? And he hands you, like, a kid's pass. Yes. But you do get a visitor's pass. (laughs) And I keep the kids, guys. Yeah, like, I might as well. Hawk files is a way that this might actually be really useful later. Yeah. Yeah. He just looks at short child. <laughs> Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> as a person who is actually really short. 
And I am in real life not really short, so I always play short characters because I wonder what it feels like. <laughs> I always play tall characters because I kind of like towering over people sometimes. It's mm. fun. Especially playing really tall tieflings because then it's much more intimidating. So you all get visitors passes. One second, someone should be up here soon to guide you around. Anything else I can help you with, Hawk? Uh, no, just. Yeah, I'll tell you, Dad, I say, hey, ain't seen him around in a minute. Tell him to come by the shop, have a cup of coffee with me. Will do. He's getting over a bout of, we think it's pneumonia, but he's he's getting better, so I'll let him know. I'll let him know you said hi. Appreciate it, Noah. Take care, bud. You too. Also, I apologize all of my male NPCs are going to sound the exact same, because that's my range. <laughs> <laughs> I have the same range, don't worry. I actually have a question. Yeah? What can I help you with? Is Damien the security guard who also saw it, the incident, here today? I... yeah, hang on, let me... and he does more tapping on the computer. Yeah, he's on shift right now, but I think he'll be... he goes on a break soon, so... You may be able to catch him, there's a dining hall that the pass should give you access to. Thank you. No problem. Hawk is impressed. This is good. It was a good direction to go in. So he looks at the group and says, well, y'all want to go down to the cafeteria then? Yeah. All right, let's go. Shouldn't we wait for the guide? I thought the guide was not going to be here yet, that we were just going to get our passes. Lily's not, but there's someone coming. Well, damn. Okay. Hawk cools his jets and stands still. <laughs> Am I getting any weird vibes from being in here? Would it be investigate a mystery or would it be bad situation? Because this is like normal so far. Yeah, do bad situation. Okay, I'm going to open up my third eye for a moment. And this is just like a flash of a second. And I think Roz probably notices that like a completely green eye just like opens on my forehead. And I'm just like, oh, that's not good. That's a failure. So... I still get one hold, but I'm exposed to supernatural danger because I rolled a... Actually, it's... Let's read a bad situation. I've definitely played this game. Actually, it's seven, so it's not a failure. I take... Okay, good. One hold plus I can see invisible things. Fun. Yeah, do I see anything invisible? No, but you do get the sense... It's not that something is currently happening, but, like, something has... Someone's been messing with something that they probably shouldn't. Okay. It's not happening right now, but it's just, like, leftover effects. Okay, so leftover bad vibes. I'm kind of picturing it kind of looks like heat ripples, almost. Oh, okay. So it's not there currently, but it's, like, ripples in a pond. In terms of, like, magic knowledge, I would recognize that, like, something weird came through here recently. It looks like it's something that might have come out from, like, a different part of the lab, and you're just kind of seeing, like, the outside edge of it. Oh, okay. I kind of focus in on the ripples, and I guess the question on the hold would be, like, is there any danger we haven't noticed? But I would be kind of focusing to see, like, where the ripples are coming from, so I can get, like, a cardinal direction to go to if I need to. So I imagine, like, you know, there's pictures of the outside of the lab. Maybe not blueprints of the building, but, like, a Google Earth photo. 
yeah. top down of what you can see of the building. There might be more to it. It's coming from much farther within the lab where the more higher ups and much more restricted is. And it's not a current threat, but you get the feeling that whatever's causing that, whenever it's being active, is not a good thing. It's sketchy. I think Bart files that information away. Because obviously we're still in public and I'm not going to be like, hey, there's something weird underneath this, or like, not underneath, like, deeper in this lab that's like making weird magical disturbances. I imagine it's like further in, but also maybe down some. Mm-hmm. Okay, so underground too. Okay, so I'll file that information away for later, and for the brief second that the green eye was open, it closes. Ross, how do you react to the eye? <gasps> oh, mm, okay. Okay, uh, cross out mysterious <laughs> extra eye. Definitely has that. Okay, definitely has that. Not in the hands, though. Not in the hands. Some part. Or the back of the head. Oh, also, while we're waiting, Roz takes the opportunity to text Darren the names of the people as we're going along, should he become available to catch up with us. Gotcha. And I was going to ask if when I open my third eye, does anything read off of Annabelle? What does the third eye do is my question. Uh, It just opens up to what is unseen, basically. You take in extra information and can see invisible things. So it's it's really up to Annabelle what I see, but... And it was a partial success. Oh, so so... I wouldn't have been high enough. Okay, that makes sense. Um, Well, uh, Anima, um, Casey... Sorry, yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you have characters with similar names. Annabelle, that's true. Do you think he would sense anything? Why do you do this to me? Sorry, it was the first name that came to mind, probably, because I was listening to those couple episodes of Magnus that were very Annabelle Kane focused and so I, the name got stuck in my brain. Anyway, mm-hmm. trying to remember how my thing worked, how we decided that. It's been a minute since we talked about that. We've talked about a lot of other stuff, including just so, so many dumb memes. Yeah, I don't think he sees anything. I think that's how we figured out that worked. Yeah. All right, sounds good. So he would not notice. It would just be like weird vibes all around from the underground lab thing. Well, I mean, there might be like some difference, but like nothing specific. But it doesn't read as danger or threatening. It's just that's weird. Okay. It's something you can't quite put your finger on but Vegante doesn't do that nope, nope, nope as much as he does with the other vibes. Alright, that makes sense. So that's all I got. That's my full line of questioning. Alright. And after a few minutes, someone comes in and says, are you Lily's friends? Yep. Hawk doesn't recognize this person, and that puts him off a little bit. <laughs> he looks like he might be more of on the administrative side, maybe kind of in between the very exterior level and slightly more interior. So Roz would, like, write up and be like, yes, yeah, that's us, Lily's friends. We're friends of the Lily. Yes. Okay, so... I could show you guys to a waiting room. Brooke is about to be finished and on her lunch break soon, so if you would prefer we could meet in her office. 
Where would be the most comfortable for her? I imagine it was a rather harrowing experience, so, you know, we want her to be comfortable to speak with us. He thinks about that. I can take you to her office. She should be wrapping up soon. Right. Also, he's got a little tag that says his name is Curtis Barnes on it. He leads you through a few halls to an office that has Brooke's name on it, and he knocks on the door and says, Miss Fletcher, are you free? We've got some people here to talk to you. Uh, yeah, one second. Um, yes, bring them on in. So we walk in, and whereas before, like with some of the older, with some of the older people, Cox obviously at peace and rested, like obviously comfortable talking to him. This Brooke is she the doctor's granddaughter, or is she the doctor's granddaughter's friend? Friend. The doctor's granddaughter's name is Lily. Okay. So, just like this Curtis, he doesn't really recognize her that much either, and so. He sort of looks at the rest of them because they seem to be closer to her age and it seems like maybe they ought to be <laughs> handling this. And as you walk in, she's got a decently sized office. There's a couple of chairs in front of her desk. She's tidying up some scattered papers. I mean, you look at her, you can tell she wasn't that badly injured, but she just seemed kind of jumpy and there's scratches on her hands from scrambling on gravel. So would interviewing her be investigating mystery? Yes, because you're asking her about what happened. Yeah, I think Roz just gets right up there and sits in the chair closest to her desk. How's your day? Are you having a good day? It's going well. Lots of work to do. Got lots of projects to keep on. Making good progress, though. Why are you all here again? Lily Blythe's grandfather hired us to investigate what happened to you. Yes, I. Sorry, I've answered a lot of questions from other people I didn't realize. That does explain the conversation we had at breakfast this morning. Okay, sorry, it's been a long, hectic couple of days. What do you want to know? I'm going to use my ability Soothe. It's probably a good idea because she does seem agitated because it's it's was about like two or three days ago. Mm-hmm. You talk to someone for a few seconds in a quiet voice. You calm them down, blocking panic, anger, negative emotions. It even works if they're still present as long as I can be heard. She tensed up when you first mentioned that, but then just like starts to relax. Well, actually, yeah. What do you roll for that? It doesn't say to roll anything. It's just a thing you can do. It's just a thing I can do. There's no role associated with it. That's fun. I love innate abilities. Yeah, so she does relax and she's asked, what do you want to know? I'm amazed Frost doesn't just immediately have all of the questions. I mean, I do. I still need to roll for that, for investigating mystery to see how much she's going to talk to us. Okay. I've got good sharp, so I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, not great sharp. Okay, I failed. I got a six. Roz is too eager. What do you ask? I don't get to ask anything, but I guess I do ask. How do you start the conversation? So she pulls out her book and flips to an open page. She goes, 
Yeah. So if you could just like recount the situation from like when you walked out the door all the way until you saw the creature. Yeah. Just give us everything you can. I'm going to take some notes as we talk. And I imagine that in the failure, Roz is being a little bit too blah in their face. Yeah. She leans and scooches back in her chair and she says, are you a journalist? What paper do you work for? Not yet. I'm working on it, but no, I'm not a journalist. I am just here to help. Sure. Don't worry about her. She's very eager to help. If you can just walk us through the story at your own pace, as much as you can remember it, really help us. Roll plus sharp. Oh, amazing. I have garbage sharp. <laughs> <laughs> It's also a six. We're going to get nothing out of this woman. Amazing. All right, hold up. <sighs> Damien's our only hope. Hold on, yeah. Yeah, my sharp is minus one. Uh, You're kind of like dressed like a kindergarten teacher. She- mm-hmm. I think it might just be best to let the authorities handle this. I appreciate Lily's trying to help. But looks from the short person looks like it's conspiracy not to the preschool teacher. <laughs> Just an odd group of people. Does anyone else want to try? Instead of asking her directly about what happened to her, because you said she's been like injured and stuff, I want to see if with my investigative mystery I can see like what kind of thing hurt her. Because I've had to deal with like angry spirits before. And I got an 11. Or sorry, 11 plus 2, so... 13, and I'm going to use my forensic divination ability, which lets me ask a free question of what magic was done here. I think we decided you are kind of familiar with the feel of different kind of magics. Mm-hmm. You can tell this feels like something very natural and old, but there's a tinge of something that kind of feels like it's wrong, it's not from here that mingled in. Ooh. Alright, so like old magic and then a corrupting kind of magic. Yes. I hold two, so my questions are gonna be, what was it planning on doing to her? Do you want to, like, ask her things? She doesn't seem like she wants to talk, and I know it has to, like, make sense narratively. So I think that for now, Bart's just kind of, like, looking over the injuries and trying to figure out, like, what was it trying to do? Like, was it trying to hurt her, scare her, or, like, kill her? Because I'm trying to think of, like, how you would learn that from looking at her. If you want me to ask, I can. I was just, like, I know she's, like, nervous. With that high of a role, Bart can ask some questions. Because it might have just been she wasn't a fan of tell us everything. Just okay. like, you sound like journalists. <laughs> I could get fired. Okay, so yeah, I think Bart kind of scooches forward and takes out his actual tarot deck and like starts flipping through it. And he's like, so you, you were hurt. Clearly that's weighing heavy on you. And I just wanted to see if, I know we're, this is a lot right now, but like if if we could learn a little bit about it. Now, I'm not saying I can like, find missing children or whatever because that's immoral but I can at the very least help figure out you know maybe like get some vibes about what hurt you so that we can stop it from hurting somebody else sure 
Why not? And he starts putting down tarot cards, but they're all incorrect. Like, instead of any of the normal ones, they're all just really weird ones. One of them is just a person in a hot air balloon moving towards a power line. Uh, And he puts down the first card and he's like, so what hurt you? What was going on? What sort of thing hurt you? So this is what sort of creature is it? I don't know, but it was big and it had four legs like normal, but there were other things flailing around. I remember seeing its teeth in my face. It was at its front feet on me. It was pretty big. Sounds really scary. It smelled like the woods or something. Okay. It was it was weird. There have been rumors of like people seeing the weird large creature whose shape doesn't make sense, and I, that might have been what it is. I I don't know. It's not like anything I've ever seen before. And what was going on when it attacked you? What was it going to do? Is my held question. I was just walking to my car and it knocked me over and growled in my face and I was scared. And at first I thought I was going to try and like eat my face or something, but I just stood there for a second and then when the guard came along, Damien, it just disappeared off. I think it might have been, like, trying to warn me or scare me off from something. It's like it sniffed me a couple of times and then pulled back. Okay. Thank you for that help. And he puts down another tarot card, and it's, like, somebody sitting backwards on a donkey. And it just says, like, in Spanish, it's super fool. It's just a fool, but more. And all of these tarot cards are in Spanish. Oh, so yeah, this would be like uh, El Tonto, but like El Super Tonto. And he puts that down and he's like, oh, that's not right. And he just takes all the cards and puts them away. And he's like, all right, thank you for your help. Does anyone else want to try anything? Hawk looks at everybody and he figures they've got as much information out of her as that they're going to get. He gives Bart like an appreciative nod. Yeah, nicely done. He's been like leaning up against the wall and um, he just kind of stands up and hikes up his pants and heads to the door. Yeah, I think Bart's going to follow with a little nod and a thank you. And then takes out a like a polished little stone and just like leaves it on her desk. She just kind of like looks at it strange, but just leaves it there. It's good vibes. and <laughs> does not explain, it just leaves. I'm guessing everyone's just quietly leaving. Yeah, I figure we're going to go to the cafeteria, right? So we can catch up with this security guard. Yeah. Damien Carson. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Thank you for joining us, and stay tuned next week to find out what happens next on Tempest Multi. If you don't want to wait, you can get early access to our episodes over at patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial. If you like our show, please consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcasting app so people can know where to find us. We couldn't do this without your help. Season 1 of Tempest Multi was made in collaboration with Doug Holly of Good Better Quest. As a prologue for a show that he will be doing in the future set in Oak Ridge's sister city of Jackson, South Carolina. Brianna Jean is the keeper and producer with editing help from Nikki of Beholder to No One. I'm Casey playing Annabelle Joyce and you can find me on the Aboard the Opal Star podcast. 
Hello, everybody. My name is David Tilstra, but today I'll be playing Darren Calloway. I am the dungeon master over at From Afar Podcast. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at From Afar Podcast. You can find myself at David Tilstra on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, that's about it. Hey, this is Doug. I play Hawk Bailey. You can find me on Twitter at DougGBQ or on the podcast Good Better Quest. I'm Ian. I will be playing Bartolomeo, the spellcaster, and you can find me on the Ballad of the Seven Dice Twitch channel, playing Weary in the Rise of Nyarlathotep campaign. Hi, I'm Nicola, and I'm playing Rosalind Stollard, aka Roz. You can find me on Twitter at Nicola the Druid, or on Twitch as Druidcraft Productions, where I host Tiny Hut, a weekly show focused on education, advocacy, and charity. Stay safe out there, dear friends, and always remember things are not as they seem. Are you enjoying the show you're currently listening to? Is that weird for anybody else? (laughs) Only if you make it weird. (laughs) Check out Good Better Quest, a D&D real play podcast on the Final Plank Network. Our group is working their way through earning their bachelors in Dungeoneering, and all of the hazards that accompany it. If you are looking for laughs, tears, and friendship, Good Better Quest is here for you. You would waste your life when there are plenty of other options. Why would you do this? I hold up my hand to Ma. Helping your friends is never a waste. Search Good Better Quest on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And check out Final Plank's other shows at Final Plank on social media. But remember, it's better than good. It's It's Good good, Better better quest. Quest.